Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, uh, quite a feat we've, we've achieved with today's episode. Um, you mean like how late we are? No, it is a little bit. Because that is, that is a feat. That's... It is a little bit late. Our daughter uh, would not go to sleep for an hour and 45 minutes last night. And the night before. she The night before. She pulled a similar. She did that, but it was at midnight. Yeah. We've been having some sleep issues. It's been having a few sleep issues. It's 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 okay though. It's just a twenty month sleep regression. It, in case you don't have kids yet, let me tell you this: <laughs> there's sleep regressions all the time, no matter what you search for, what age. There's a sleep regression. There's to a match. Sli- yeah, exactly. They and they constantly do it. And basically, what it means is, at any age, your kid isn't going to sleep. So yep. if you decide so to have to kids, butts. just don't don't just ever don't, sleep again. Don't sleep again. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. No, the big achievement is that this is our first. Uh, three combo. We have we have chained together, Daisy chained three episodes of Sawbones. One inspired the other, and inspired right. the other. So we start with hemophilia, right? And that led us and to. And I, I had an offhand comment in that episode about how hydrogen peroxide doesn't really work, right? Which, of course, I had to then address in a whole episode, right? About and then that. in that episode, uh, a, well, since I mentioned all the things hydrogen peroxide doesn't really work for, because it doesn't. Uh, a lot of people have been asking the question, but what about ears? Because I didn't address, can you dump it in your ears? You can dump anything in your ears, folks. I've been, <laughs> I've, I say it every time. You can dump whatever you want in your ears. I guess that any liquid will go in your ears <laughs> if okay. properly applied. Let me re- let me reword that statement. Should I dump it in my ears? If it will remain liquid when exposed to the temperature generated by the human body, it could be dumped in your ears. Are you endorsing dumping anything in your ear that anything you can dump in your that's ear? liquid you can dump in your ears, guys? Okay. Again, let's re let's rework this. Should I dump hydrogen peroxide in my, peroxide in my ears? That's a, that's been a common question. A lot of people that, along with a lot of people insisting that it's great for cleaning up blood, which that's fine, guys. That's cool. I'm a little concerned. Yeah. How many people are adamantly insisting on the internet that they know the trick to cleaning up blood and that they want to share way. that yeah. with everybody? Good. That's, That's fine. fine. That's fine. But uh, a lot of people want to know about earwax and hydrogen peroxide. And so that made me think, why don't we talk a little bit about earwax? Yeah. Because uh, it's something I talk a lot about in my career as well. I spend yep. a lot of time discussing Everybody's earwax. Everybody's got it. Nobody so, knows how to sell it. <laughs> do, do, is that something you're trying to do? Sell your yeah, ear? How to market it? It's just there, not generating profits. Do you have a spreadsheet? 
that you've worked out? Yeah, it's just, a big goo- it's just a big goose egg. It's a big zero. It's, just, it's not worth anything. <laughs> Zilcho. So thank you to people. Who I'm suggested. a young man in my prime. My earwax should be worth something. <laughs> thank you. Everybody who asked me the question on Twitter, lots of people. I'm sorry. I don't have all your names, but Tamara and Josh and Ashley, you emailed me. So I do have your names and you're searchable easily, quickly. Thank you for suggesting this topic. First of all, can I say something that I'm going to want to reiterate several times, but I want to get this out in front. Please, everyone, stop sticking Q-tips in your ears, please. Oh, now you're putting Q-tips on blast. Or huh? cotton swabs. And I mean, I should I should Nobody use a brand spared. name. Any, any cotton tipped swab. Please stop sticking them in your ears. They're great for other things, I'm sure. But just don't stick them in your ears. They're good anymore. for uh, putting rubbing alcohol and cleaning your Nintendo tapes. That's one is that, thing. Is that a good thing? Yeah, you can do that with can, Q-tips. There are, Get it right there in there. Lots of great things I'm sure you can do with Q-tips. Like you could, like crafting, mm-hmm. right? You could build things out just of them. Build fun bridges, bad bridges. Mm-hmm. Just not in your ears, huh? Just don't stick them in your ears. Just stop. Okay. Okay. And we'll we'll talk more about why. But can I ask you a question? Yeah. That nobody knows the answer to. Kind of a scientific mystery. Good. What it set me up that way on our podcast. A question no one knows the answer to. No one knows the answer to. What is earwax? Okay. Well, actually, I do know the answer to that. <laughs> okay, good. Imagine ear- my relief. Earwax uh, or cerumen is the other name you can Ugh, use for it. That's worse than earwax. Cerumen is Improbably worse? Really? Cerumen. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. Okay, earwax then. How is earwax not worse? It's it's like wax from your ears. Earwax. I don't know. Cerumen is like so worse. Okay, I would I would put forth the uh, the theory that earwax is worse because it's not accurate. Earwax is not wax. Oh no, it it is a natural substance that you are supposed to have in your ears. That's an important thing to know. It is supposed to be there. It's not wax at all. It's a bunch of there are glands in the outer part of your ear canal that secrete different substances um, that are sort of made of a kind of a mixture of things, keratin and fatty acids and alcohols and cholesterols. And it's all mixed together with dead skin and hair from inside your ear. And it collects into that, you know, thick substance that seems waxy. And so we call it earwax. Okay. It's not technically wax. You have made earwax in 30 seconds, like eight times grosser than it was when we started. (laughs) How was that? Gross. It was wax. Like, where does earwax come from? Not nobody knows. That's weird. Probably earwax gnomes or something. Like they're putting wax in your ear. Why ear, are they doing that? Ear bees. Ear bees. Oh god. <laughs> ear. Uh, yeah, maybe ear bees. And then it's, but it turns out it's like dead skin and alcohol and cholesterol and junk. Fatty like, and it's called cerumen. Ugh. It's a good thing I hate though. Being a human. It is. It is an important thing. For your ear. So it's okay. So if somebody, you know, I look in a lot of ears and I'll say there's a little wax. That is not a critique. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not offering you something that you need to be concerned about. There should be some wax in your ear. That's fine. It's Mm -hmm. okay. So first of all, everyone stop worrying so much about your wax. Um, It is, it lubricates the inside of your ear canal. Mm-hmm. To help keeps it from drying out. If you didn't have earwax, your ears would get really dry and itchy. So it's important to be there. Plus, it also helps to protect us somewhat from infections, as well as very practically from, you know, bugs and things that sure. like might want to crawl inside your ear. Things do that. Remember that girl on Survivor who had that worm that crawled inside her ear? I do remember, Sydney. Yeah, I think that was awful to watch. Yeah, so this has been Survivor Recap. <laughs> 
So, so wax is important. And I don't think that it's gross at all. Gross at all. I mean, it didn't bother me. Yeah, I noticed you put that in your notes yeah. to remind yourself <laughs> that you don't find your wax gross. <laughs> Good. I think it's an important point to make. I wanted to make that statement that your wax is not gross. And in case you got stumped trying to remember whether or not you thought it was gross, you got it very helpfully in the notes. When right I'm there. writing the notes, I kind of just think out loud. So it's like I just what I'm thinking. Um, it, now, let me say this. While I have already made the case for earwax, that it's okay, that it's there. Yes, of course, like anything else in the human body, too much is a, a bad idea. So if you have too much earwax, if your ears are kind of crammed full of the stuff and uh, it starts to block off the ear canal, then it can cause some problems. Mainly, you know, you don't hear as well if your ears are clogged with earwax. So, mm-hmm. you know, there is a situation in which you may need to get some of the wax removed. But as a general rule, you don't need to just clean your ears out just mm-hmm. because there's earwax in there. So, you got that? Got it. Did I make that point? I imagine that that hasn't stopped people from trying to get it out. No. People have been trying to get earwax out of their ears with various substances for as long as we've, I don't know, figured out that it was in there to begin with. Um, a lot of the stuff that people talk about today doing it, you know, these aren't really like ancient treatments. They're just kind of folk remedies, home remedies mm-hmm. that have just persisted in who knows which culture, which country, which year they started in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, they're the same things that people would probably recommend to you at home today. One of them being hydrogen peroxide. That you just take a little bit of hydrogen peroxide, dump it in your ear, and it will dissolve the wax, is the thought. And you know it's working. It's the same thing with on a cut. You know it's working because it bubbles and fizzes and pops right. and whatever. Uh, people have recommended, in addition to that, vinegar. I see that a lot. Dump some vinegar in your ear. Um, oil has always been, I've heard people say like sweet oil, vegetable oil, olive oil, any kind of cooking oil, you'll see someone saying you should dump it in your ear. Most recently, coconut oil. But I think that's just because coconut oil is so hot right now. It's very hot. You know, anything coconut related, people are really into, which like, I mean, I get that coconut smells really good. Mm-hmm. Coconut oil is great for cooking. I enjoy like the scent of coconut. I like a pina colada. Yeah. It's not really coconut oil, but... No, but like coconut. I think people just like coconut. coconut. It makes you feel beachy. It's got a very beachy oil to put in your ears. So you you get your coconut oil, you turn on your Jimmy Buffett music. Do any of these work? Put on your Hawaiian shirt. So here's the thing. Okay. Any of these... Oh, the other two, the other things to mention are water. A lot of people just say dump water in your ear, and then some people say rubbing alcohol. I've heard that a lot. And like rubbing alcohol mixed with... Uh, vinegar was one combo I saw a lot. I don't know why that. Rubbing alcohol seems kind of savage. <laughs> the thing is about all these substances, one, you're right in the sense that if you dump anything that is somewhat irritating to the skin inside your ear canal, you run the risk of irritating the inside of the canal because the canal is very, it's very delicate. It's delicate skin. Like it wasn't made to be, you know, exposed to the elements right. in your ear canal, right? It's not like your hands. Uh, so that, so one thing it could irritate the inside of your ear. That being said, a lot of these substances will soften wax. Okay. That doesn't mean that it dissolves it. That doesn't mean that just dumping it in your ear is going to fix the problem, but these substances will soften it, which would make it easier to flush out with water, which is ultimately what we end up doing a lot of the time. So Mm -hmm. like if you came to the doctor's office and you wanted to get your ears cleaned out, we might we have earwax softening drops in our office 
Got them at Rite Aid too. You can get them at Rite Aid too. It's not we don't any drugstore really. It, yeah, not just Rite Aid. <laughs> we're not we don't, we're not endorsing Rite Aid. Um, but you get some earwax softening drops or one of these substances if you prefer. You put it in your ear and then you can flush it out with some water. We use something different in the doctor's office, but at home, it's like like with a bulb syringe, like you use in a baby's nose. Right. You just squirt some water in there and flush it back out. You can do the same kind of thing if you just tilt your head to the side in the shower. Yeah. And kind of let the water run in and out. And then you just get in there with the Q-tip and... No, that's the important thing. Do not stick things in your ears. So Q-tips and bobby pins are the most frequent things. Bobby pins are great. You know what? I like a nice Uh, pin cap. Pin cap. Like a big pin cap. Has that long prong thing at the end of it. It's just like, get in there. Okay. Scrape it out. Here's the thing about that. You should not stick these things in your ears um, for a couple good reasons. One, very practically speaking, I'm assuming you're attempting to get the earwax out. Right. You're much more likely to just shove it further back in when you do that. Earwax is not supposed to be up against the eardrum. Okay. That's not where it belongs. Right. But I find it there a lot, and it is because people have stuck things in their ears and shoved the earwax all the way up against their eardrum. So that's number one. Number two, you might rupture your tympanic membrane, your eardrum. You might actually accidentally stick something through it. That's bad. Sounds you don't bad. Want to do that. that. Sounds very bad. So, so that's another good reason. Don't do it. Number three, again, the ear canal is very sensitive, and I have seen ear canals that have been like cut and scraped and damaged from people sticking things like bobby pins, pen caps. I've seen toothpicks. I've seen all kinds of like just little plastic sharp Tooth- things that people toothpicks find. Toothpicks is rough. I don't know who's doing toothpicks. I've seen lots of different plastic implements that people will say they have stuck in their ears. And they scrape the inside of their ear canal, and then they get an infection in their outer ear, and your ear gets all red and swollen, and that's a bad scene. So, If you had been intended to dig that stuff out of there, your finger would be smaller, or your ear holes would be bigger. I, I will tell my patients, don't stick anything in your ear that is smaller than your elbow. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well. There's got to be some other remedy here, Sid. The one that I want to talk about the most as far as like crazy medical things that have persisted through time is ear candling Mm -hmm. or coning. Yeah. Now, Justin, are you familiar at all with ear candling? Yeah. Yeah. You are? Yeah. I know the basic idea. Okay. Well, okay. I'm going to explain it though. (laughs) That's good. I'm not going to. Do you want to? No, it's fine. Do you want to try to explain it? No, I don't think I actually understand it that well. I have sort of a vague idea of what it is, but I don't really... So people will Although claim, I used to think it was just lighting a candle near your ear. I never really understood how that would be helpful. Like well, you got the wax hot or something. I don't know. You may as well do that. Okay. Well, good. But we'll get into that. All right. So proponents of ear candling will claim that it dates back to basically every ancient civilization. All the old folks I mean, are doing you'll it. You'll see some people who will claim that it's the Greeks did it. Some say it started with the Egyptians. Others, the Romans. Uh, ancient Chinese culture, early Native Americans. The largest manufacturer of these things claims that it's a Hopi cure. That it's the, yeah. the Hopi Indian, the Hopi Native Americans, they were the ones who came up with it initially. But there is no, um, not only is there no evidence that that's true, but like sp- sp- spokespeople for the Hopi Nation have come out and said, like, no, this is not a thing that we. We didn't come up Don't with... Don't put this on Please us. Please stop <laughs> associating us with this. This what? is not our thing. Um, so what, what is it? Okay. So the procedure is really simple, but this sounds totally bonkers when you describe what you're going to do. 
You take either a hollow candle, so a candle just like a tube of wax, or most of the time you won't have that. So you're going to take a piece of paper that has been like coated in some sort of wax, beeswax usually, or you'll see paraffin, although that's like a big point of contention among the people who do this is they'll say, well, paraffin causes cancer though. If you stick it in your right, hand, so yeah. don't just so use natural beeswax. And sometimes they put things like rose oil in the beeswax and stuff like that. But you, it's paper coated with that, and then you roll it into a cone. Okay, you're gonna stick one end of that cone, that tube, into your ear. Okay, and then the other end you're gonna light on fire. Okay, got it. So I just set that on fire then. Right. This is this is all all of a sudden become a, a danger situation. It, it is sort of a suspense thriller. It is absolutely a dangerous situation because the other end of that is in your ear. Right. Let's get it all in there. <laughs> Whatever's happening up there, let's get it all in. So you're gonna lay down um, to do this. You can either lay down on like the unaffected ear so that it's straight up in the air, sticking out of your ear. And if you if you're gonna lay down in that position, they recommend that you take like a paper plate with a hole in it or like a pie tin or something like that to put around the tube or the candle to catch bits of wax mm-hmm. or, you know, ash or cinders or things that fall. Kind of like those, like if they give you a candle, like on holidays and sure, yeah, yeah. you know, little the little paper, paper circle, yeah. same idea. Or they could also say, if you don't have something like that, you could lay on your back and then just kind of hold the ear candle out to the side over something else that'll catch the, the dripping stuff. Okay. Um, the magic, and then, so you let it burn. Until it's about four to six inches above your ear. You'll hear some of them say it needs to be a little closer than that, but like four to six inches. So they say like stop before it gets to your ear. All right. Don't good. let the fire burn all the way to your head. That's instinctually where I was going, but I'm glad to know I'm <laughs> backed up by. You never know with these things, yeah. really. Uh, the magic at that point is that you're done. So you've you've extinguished the flame. You take the, the tube out of your ear and you unroll it. Right. And then you see wax. Why? It's because the wax is in the paper now. Like it came out. It didn't. Because first off, it wasn't wax. It was serum. And <laughs> um, the thing is that what they'll tell you is yes, of course. Because the, the obvious answer is well, I mean, there was wax in the paper. Right. So, like, if you see some melted wax on the paper, that's what's up. Like it was. I mean, you burned it. It was wax. And I've seen you can light paper. an ear candle like without putting it in an ear, and it, it will still be. Full of gunk at the end. So what they will tell you is that your earwax is now mingled with that earwax. And you can tell this by the color change that exists in the wax. Mm, it looks different mm. than it did before. And it's because of the presence of all the stuff from your ear that is now there too. And it's cleaned out all these toxins. And the colors tell them different things about like how much they got out or how how dirty your ear was. Uh, and so the general goal, and what most people will say this does, is remove earwax from your ear. And their their reasoning is that it is it creates like a vacuum, like negative pressure that like sucks the earwax out as it's burning. Okay, that is the thought behind it. Um, in addition to cleaning out your ears, though, there are people who claim that it does a lot more. That it will clean out residue from your lymphatic system. Uh, their statement is that. Your ear connects to your eustachian tube, which connects to your lymphatic system, which carries lymph fluid throughout your body. Yeah, a lot and of that, systems in the body are connected. It's an organism, right? Well, well, no, um, this is all wrong. Oh, but but good. let me let me tell you what they're telling you that's going to happen. So basically, since it's connected to your lymphatic system, they say that your lymphatic system has all this ash or toxin, some sort of lymphatic ash 
that is in it that's because of all the junk in our dirty industrialized world that you're exposed to and all of the terrible things you eat and all the terrible things you breathe. And so you can suck it all out through this connection in your ear by ear candling. And so by doing this, not only will you remove wax and improve your hearing, but you'll clean out your sinuses, you'll fix your allergies. They believe that it realigns the bones in your cranium. Oh, That your skull bones will get back in order. Um, Finally. Hey, you guys, you rascals, get back in order. Get back where you belong, skull bones. All your senses will be heightened afterwards. Colors will look more vibrant. If you... If you were telepathic before, you'll get more telepathic <laughs> after. We're not guaranteeing, if you weren't telepathic before, we're not guaranteeing that you'll become telepathic. That's why Professor X never gets ear candling. It's just like too much. <laughs> it would be too much. Too much. Too overwhelming. I'm just so telepathic right now. Um, be careful, though, because it, you may actually hear so well after you do ear candling that like sounds are too much you'll for you. you hear neighbors talking crap about you. Exactly. Like, hey, so, I can hear you. I'm only three houses away. <laughs> I can hear them all at boop, once. Boop, 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 boop. Bionic. <laughs> so then you have to uh, take some organic cotton and put it in your ear so you don't freak out. Oh, cool. I'll be back for that later with more candles, I guess. <laughs> um, you do it like every three days or so or maybe every week. Or maybe less than that. You basically just like use your intuition. You yeah, know, whatever feels often, right for this whatever, fake thing. Right, whatever feels right for your ears. Um, to get the ear candles at home, you can buy them. They're like two or three bucks a piece mm-hmm. uh, to do it at home. It's not that expensive. But if you want a professional session, which you can go for, there are people who will do this as like their that's their job, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, it can it can be up to one hundred and twenty dollars a session. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I, I I get it. I do. I get it. It's relaxing, probably. When you say it's probably relaxing, if you can get um, past feeling like a sure a little silly. Yeah. I I get. It. Maybe it might be relaxing. I don't know. There's fire awfully close to your head for yeah, it to I mean, be relaxing. Like, yeah, it's like right there. But I like, don't like fire close I, to my head. The, well, that makes two of us, Sydney. Uh, that's true. Okay, I don't. I don't actually have. I don't actually get it. I guess. So, Justin, you're probably wondering if this works. Uh, I have a suspicion, but you go first. Before I tell you if this works, why don't we go to the billing department? Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, 
you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. What are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're going to talk about pancakes smoothies they got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious and the meals you just eat and eat there's no prepping cooking or cleanup get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week you're going to get exactly what you want no surprises here uh and the meals i can say are delicious so what do you got to lose head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones 50 and use code Sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code Sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash Sawbones50 to get 50% off. Uh, so, Sydney, I've been waiting on pins and metaphorical pins and needles. Uh, that I hope you weren't sticking in your ear. No, nothing in there. Okay, good. All right, so you probably want to know at this point, does ear candling work? If you couldn't tell by my, my attitude towards it. Right. Okay. So it doesn't. Uh, it's been studied. There is evidence. This isn't even something that we just, I mean, it's not like the medical community has disregarded this offhand. It doesn't work on several levels. Um, the science doesn't make sense. They've actually tried to measure the pressure differential to see, is it creating negative pressure inside the like ear? Like suction. Yes. The, is it creating a vacuum inside the ear cone or candle? No, it's not. There is no pressure difference. So it's impossible for this to work, first of all, because it's not creating any suction power. Plus, the suction power, let's, let's say theoretically it did, the amount of suction that you'd have to create inside that ear candle that you've just lit on fire would be so strong to actually suck earwax out of your ear that you would probably rupture your eardrum. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't, I mean, it doesn't, the, the science isn't there. It doesn't work. Um also, if we go on past the earwax claims to the whole thing about your lymphatic ash and whatnot, your ear canal ends in the eardrum. It Like, you can't go all the way into your brain gut. You know that, right? Yeah, I do, Sid. Okay, like it stops where your eardrum, your tympanic membrane is. Got That's it. the end of it. It's like a closed system. Now, there's stuff past that, yes, but there's a wall there. It's, it's called cur- your like eardrum. Carly you Q, right? What? Like the little curly cue in the ear canal. The semicircular like a, canals, yeah. It's like a snail. Yeah. It, yeah, there you go. You're getting into some the human body like a toddler and... understands where cereal is kept in their home. That's good, though. It's just codes and symbols. <laughs> That's But the important thing is that... Moo juice. No... Moo juice. <laughs> you mean milk? Yes. You, you can't suck something out of your ear canal 
and also expect to suck something out of the space beyond it unless there's also a hole in your eardrum in which case what that's not good there shouldn't be i mean you know ideally you shouldn't have one and two they actually recommend against it like if you have a hole in your eardrum they tell you don't do ear candling so this is dumb this This is dumb this is dumb Um, one study, they, they've done studies to see if it worked and not only does it not work, but they've, they've all actually shown that in one study participants had more wax and blockage in their ears at the end of it because of the, because of the wax that was melting and dripping into their ear from the ear candle. (laughs) (laughs) So it might actually make things worse. Also, there have been many cases of people burning themselves with ear candles and cones and that's bad you don't want to burn your eardrum there's somebody who burned a hole in their tympanic membrane so you know it's recommended against by the fda and basically every medical society we uh we have a uh, another podcast on the maximum fun network which we're a part of called oh no ross and carrie where they try things like the uh, this out there they do have an ear candling episode where they go and uh, get ear candling if you're curious what the so first hand experience of getting ear candling is like check that out so i I wanted to talk a little bit about as I was as I was researching ways to remove earwax. Like I said, it kind of all boiled down to the the remedies we've talked about, and there is so much information about ear candling on the internet. Oh my gosh, like it's overwhelming. You look for earwax, and you're just going to have thousands of hits about ear candling. Okay, so I've already told you that I am kind of a fan of earwax. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, since I've already talked about the ways I don't want you to remove the earwax. Um, some people were in my camp and actually thought that not only was earwax a good thing, but that it could be used as medicine. So for a while, it was advised that you put earwax on cold sores, just dig it out of your ear. Wouldn't that be the like best, (laughs) like most convenient, like body thing? You were like, uh, God's like, oh, uh, cold sores, no big ish. Check your ears. <laughs> Just dig some That's wax right. out of there. I made a dispenser for you. They're for hearing and also dispensing balm. Which I also like the idea that you know you have a cold sore and and let, let's say it is one that's on the outside of your mouth so it's maybe like you're if, a little if exhibit was an angel that's what he would do to human bodies to pimp their rides like <laughs> yo i heard you get cold sores sometimes so check it out in your ears <laughs> but the, i like the idea that if you're a little self-conscious about it because some people who get cold sores don't like the way they look and so they might get a little self-conscious like they don't you know they're trying to cover it up or Mm -hmm. or, you know whatever i love the idea that the way to do that would be to put earwax on it because then like that's not no it's no no, problem that's definitely more that's something more pleasing to the eye right yeah everyone wants (laughs) to see that if you have a cold sore you can put earwax over top of it I also found a recipe from 1832 for lip balm that used earwax. Kind of home home thing, home I, recipe. I'm assuming. Is your own I, supply? Yeah, I don't think it was sold widely. Like, here, check out my earwax. Put it on your lips. Um, <laughs> good for cold sores and just for chapped lips. Perfect. So my actual advice about earwax, it, it don't, I mean, I'm not telling you to put it on cold sores or use it for chapstick. That's just kind of odd. Um, for the most part, don't mess with it. Okay. Earwax That's is going to be hard to do. I really wanted to mess with it. So for most of the time, if it's not causing you a problem, if you're just aware that it's there, you know, if you just like dug some out with your fingernail or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, 
it's probably not causing any problems. So just leave it alone. It's going to migrate out of your ear slowly over time. Did you know that? No. That's what it's made to do. It's it's produced by those glands in your in your ear canal, and then it slowly works its way out. Mainly as you like chew, and move your jaw. That's supposed to help slowly move the earwax along. Okay. I and then it gets this. drier on the outside, and it kind of flakes off and falls out. That's what earwax is supposed to do. Okay. And that's why you don't want to remove all of it because some of it is good, or your ears will be all dry and itchy if you remove all your earwax. If it is bothering you, if you do think it's interfering with your hearing uh, or causing you some other problem, or if you think it like looks d- weird or different and you're worried that something is going on, uh-huh. um, don't stick stuff in your ear. Been very clear about this. Right. Absolutely. You can always, if you're concerned, if something weird or new is going on, you should probably go talk to your doctor about it. And if it is just that you need some earwax removed, <clears throat> I mean... Sometimes your primary care doctor can do it for you. Um, I do it. Sometimes you might need to go to a, a specialist like an ear, nose, and throat doctor or an otolaryngologist, and they can do it for you. They have we have ways of we have ways of removing your earwax. <laughs> um, and sometimes I'll just tell patients about there are over the counter kits mm-hmm. that are safe to use. Yeah. Um, that mainly just have like earwax, room, you know, softening drops and like a b- little bulb syringe, mm-hmm. and you can use just like water, room temperature water. Or you can like, uh, you know, move your head to the side in the shower, let mm-hmm. it rinse out. And if you want to use all those other things that I mentioned, like the vinegar and the hydrogen peroxide and all that, um, you will find, this is interesting, I found multiple ENT, um, otolaryngologist specialists in this area, websites where they give patients advice to do that. Hmm. Any of those substances. Really? Basically, the idea is they're just naming different things that might soften the earwax. Um, I would be really careful about it just because I do worry about the irritation of the inside of the ear canal. I'd say you're better off just with water. Um, and again, if there's any problem, just, you know, go, go let your doctor check, check it out. They may tell you to leave your earwax alone. They probably will. Doctors love it. Apparently doctors are crazy about it. It may just be me. Um, thank you all so much for listening. I want to say a big, big thank you to the taxpayers for letting us use your song. Medicines is the intro and outro of our program. Make sure to go buy all their tunes. And thanks again to the Maximum Fun uh, Network for letting us be a part of their extended family. Go listen to that Ono Ross and Carrie episode about ear candling. Um, it's sure to be gross. What did you knock over? Sorry. What did you do? No, I just I just kicked something. You're destroying my, my office, my home away from home, inside my home. I thought this was our podcasting studio. It is a podcasting private studio. private podcasting studio. <laughs> um, anything else, Sid? Uh, thank you at home for listening. Yes. Oh, 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 that's right. I have a list. We have a uh, P.O. Box, P.O. Box 54, Huntington, West Virginia, 25706. And some folks have been kind enough to, to send us things. Uh, thank you to uh, Penny and Lydia for the uh, old newspaper. Thanks to Trillian for the notes. Uh, we got some Switchel from Vermont Switchel uh, after talking about that during our during our vinegar, vinegar episode. episode, it was actually oh, delicious. It was really good. I know. We're I know. Crazy for we were all skeptical about vinegar-based drinks, but yeah. nah, I don't I'm know. On board. It, by the way, it came from Vermont Switchel. There was no note. If you sent that to us, please let us know because I don't know. Uh, uh, Pat uh, Edbury sent a huge uh, peppermint patty. You want a peppermint patty, the size of a dinner plate, as, as requested. We've got some delicious dairy milk that we fi- uh, candy bars that we just finally finished last night from Colin, Kristen, Thea, and. Millie, which we thank you for. I'm a li- I'm curse a, you also a, a little bit angry because we ate them all, but they were delicious. Uh, we also got a really beautiful handmade pillow uh, made uh, by Lauren for Charlie. Uh, she has lots of uh, pillows uh, at Pello Pello P E L L O twice dot com. 
And, uh, and Charlie gotta, loves that pillow, by it. the way. Yeah, she carries it around, and like, she's really cute with it. And uh, also, uh, finally, a graduation announcement that we got from David, who sent it to several Maximum Fun or McElroy family hosted shows. <laughs> McElroy Fun. McElroy Fun. Uh, Mac, uh, McElroy family shows. And uh, so, congratulations. That's going to do it for us. We're done. Uh, so uh, Don't stick stuff in your ear. Don't stick stuff in your ear. <laughs> and don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.